two, one. Let's go. It's time to dad up. Welcome to the Dad Up Podcast. The podcast for dads about dads being dads. Get ready for exciting guests talking about their experiences of parenting, the good and the not so good. Bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And let's get started. Here is your host, Brian Ward. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thank you very much for joining me today. I'm super excited for the guest I have on. He's become a good friend of mine. He's a, he's a fellow podcaster himself. Uh, he and I kind of run in the same uh, line of podcasters, um, but he and I have gotten a chance to really connect. So I'm super excited to have Danny Delvecchio to Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, Brian. Thank you so much. I'm uh, happy and honored to be here. Appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, for my listeners who may not know who you are, what you do, you know, I kind of want to know a backstory of Danny. I want to know a little bit more about you and, uh, you know, kind of the, the overall backstory, your history, uh, how you grew up. And, and then obviously this is a dad podcast. So I want to know about your family, your wife and your kids. Okay, cool. So uh, where, to, where to start? Um, well, let's start with my, where I grew up. So I uh, grew up in Long Island and uh, I am still here, uh, 38 years old and still here in Long Island. Um, and, you know, grew up. Uh, in a small town called Limbrook, you know, really good schools, very good community, great parents, and, uh, you know, really a great place to, to raise a, a family here. And I am a dad of two. So I have, uh, I have two boys. One is four and the other one is two, uh, Lucas and Julian. And again, we, we are, are here in Long Island. And I, um, you know, as far as a little bit of background on me, uh, you know, I started getting into podcasting myself uh, back in 2014 and really doing it totally for fun, just kind of BSing with my good friend about TV and movies. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed it so much. I loved the medium that I decided to start another podcast. And I started this other podcast with really, again, same kind of thing, no expectation, definitely doing it as a hobby. And this podcast was about a TV show called Impractical Jokers. I don't know if you're familiar. You ever watch that show, Brian? I do. I love that show. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite shows. Like, you know, it's just like, it's four guys. They're from New York. They're like in their mid thirties and they just kind of like made it big and right. they, they cracked me up, you know? So like, you know, I, I definitely I was very, um, you know, attached to that show. And I loved it so much. And, and there's so many podcasts about TV shows and that show did not have a podcast about it. So I was like, I'm going to start one. So I started this impractical jokers fan podcast and we hit, we were number one on the iTunes, no new and noteworthy. Um, we were number three in the iTunes TV and film category. Really? You know, we were, yeah, we, we did like 300,000 something downloads in 60 episodes on that show. And it was a lot of fun. We were able to connect with a bunch of people within the, the network of Impractical Jokers. So some of the stand-up comedians that they worked with um, on their tour. Uh, we had some of the producers and writers from the show. And uh, we actually even had James Murray Murr from Practical Jokers was, was on our podcast as well. No kidding. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And like we, we got selected to participate in New York City Podcast Festival. 
um, and do a live show. And we did a live show and a couple of the, the, the comedy producers and, and writers from the show joined us. And uh, it was pretty cool to actually have a live show. Like there was people that came from the UK all the way out to New York to see our, our live show, which was like unbelievable to me. So uh, it, it was just something that I never anticipated um, happening with this podcast. Like we grew this really like awesome community of um, Impractical Jokers fans. And then what ultimately happened was I had got this uh, promotion at work at the time and my co-host actually, he was really busy. He had just had a second child and he had a lot going on with work and he was moving and he's like, I just can't do it anymore. And he quit. And mm. I tried to keep it going on my own with just doing interviews with people from the show. And I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't keep it going. And ultimately I walked away from the audience and the community that, that we had. And I put, and I retired that show a few years back and uh, like no regrets, <laughs> no regrets, but you know, I definitely wish at some point that like, you know, at that point in time that I, I could have kept it going and, and uh, tried to do something differently. But, but anyway, fast forward a couple years, uh, you know, we get into the, uh, the whole COVID thing and I had a little bit more time on my hands. I wasn't traveling as much for work anymore. And I said, you know what, I really want to get back into podcasting. And I didn't know what exactly I wanted to do. And then I thought about the thing that mattered to me most, um, which is, you know, raising my sons. And that's how I settled on my podcast, which was called For My Sons. And the original idea for my podcast was to interview people that have been influential to me uh, in my life in some capacity and share their experience and their perspective so that my sons when they grow older, they can come back and listen to all these episodes and learn from these influential people and everything like that. And then I thought at the same time, you know, obviously if I'm getting value or if I'm, and my sons are getting value from, or my sons when they're older are getting value from what other people are saying that there's a ton of other parents and fathers and just really anyone that can go ahead and, and get that same value from these conversations. And that was the original thought behind my process, uh, behind my podcast. And then it kind of morphed into a parent, just like focusing solely on the parenting aspect. And that's where I'm at right now. I just actually changed the, the name uh, and the brand of the show. I, I, I changed it to um, freedom to parent and uh, you'll uh, you have an episode coming up here shortly. Uh, actually, it'll probably be released by the time this one comes out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome. Uh, I you know I I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you had that uh, prior podcast. That's cool. Um, one of the th I've I've tried to get a couple of those guys. Um, uh, not a couple. Uh, only one of them has a kid. I've tried to get uh, Joe Gatto. Joe, I've tried to get Joe on the show. Have you ever thought about because you have this kind of this connection with Murr now? Um, and, and obviously they're, they're a little bigger now than they were a couple of years ago, but oh, yeah. have you ever, have you ever thought about getting, getting Joe on the show? Yeah, I've, um, I've been trying <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, he's definitely, he's definitely like an ideal guest because, and not just because obviously he, he, you know, obviously he is the only one of them that is a father, but he does have, uh, a, he does bring a lot of other value to his community. He does a lot with like anti-bullying. Um, he also does a lot with, uh, um, with animals and, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a big dog guy. 
So like, yeah. um, you know, he, he does a lot of charity work. You know, I know he does like a lot of charity work for this uh, Daniels Music Foundation. So, you know, there's a lot of other value that I think that he can bring to the table outside of, you know, just, uh, you know, what he can bring on the parenting side, because I'd love to hear his perspective on that too. Right. Right. Well, that's cool. Well, um, is there any, uh, have you had any thoughts of trying to revamp that podcast and, and maybe run both your podcasts? Oh, you know what? Um, I have, I haven't really, I mean, I haven't said that it like, hasn't crossed my mind. I mean, the thoughts definitely crossed my mind for sure, but, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I could potentially pull it off. I'm not sure what I, what I would do, um, you know, without my former co-host, that was a, a big help with that show. Um, so I don't know. It's, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's out of the realm of possibility, but it's definitely on the back burner for now. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a, doing a podcast. You know, this doing a podcast yeah. is a lot of work, especially when you also have a full-time job, you're doing all like, people don't realize like how much work goes into the podcast. Like there's obviously there's recording the episodes, right. Um, there's booking guests that that's a giant, uh, endeavor in and of itself. There's editing. Uh, and then of course there's the biggest part, it's just promoting it and getting the word out there right. on social media and everything like that. And that's probably the most time consuming part of, of being a podcaster. So little insight into, uh, podcasters for you right there. Yeah. Uh, one more question about that podcast now. Uh, sure. Was it just interviews or did you try to do like skit type uh, work during the podcast? So originally we uh, are, we did a couple of things. Like what we would do is we would, we would record our episodes uh, the day after the episode aired, the new episode of Impractical Jokers aired. And what we would do is we, we had a lot of fan interaction in our podcast. We would, we would every, uh, we would literally break down the episode. Like we would uh, talk about the challenges and, you know, what our favorite jokes were from those challenges and how they handled those challenges. And then we would, we would rate the punishment. So we would rate the punishment from like one to 10. And we had a Joker of the Week segment where we put it out there uh, for all of the, our listeners to go ahead and vote for who was the Joker of the Week. And we would then reveal that um, we had a question of the week. And uh, on the question of the week, basically, we would ask a question and people would leave us a voicemail. And we would usually play like one or two responses uh, in relation to that, you know, um, question of the week. Uh, we just did like all kinds of fun stuff. And then we, and then we mixed interviews into that as well. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Well, uh, I, I, I vote to, uh, to restart the podcast. Uh, get okay. Going. Uh, Where's Larry podcast. That's the, that was the name of it. Where's Larry podcast. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge, uh, and practical jokers fan. And, uh, I mean, you know, it's interesting. They've done so many, I mean, shoot, they've had what, 10, 12 seasons or something like that. I mean, they're, yeah. Yeah, I think they're on their, they're either on season 10 or season 11. I can't even remember. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, and then they do a ton of episodes in each season. I, I mean, I even, I mean, I, I think I have on my DVR right now. I think I have even repeats that I've already seen that, that I'll watch again. It's, it's one of those shows that you could watch over and over again. Yeah. And, and like it, during the time we were doing the podcast, which was like, I would say in, around, in and around like seasons four five and six that's when like we really had it going like when they were in the uk they did like a big mm -hmm. uk episode 
And uh, that was definitely, uh, and we had the executive producer, Pete McPartland. Uh, he was on our, he was on our show for like their UK episode. And, you know, that was like a, kind of like a special episode for us. Right. And like any of the, anytime they did like a season finale, we would do like a big episode for that. Um, so it was uh, the, uh, the time that they did this, the challenge, the tightrope where yeah. they walked across the tightrope in New York city with like between the buildings. That was a big, uh, episode that we did. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. And I got to meet a lot of great people. Like I got to meet a t- like I've been to the office, um, the, the company, the production company that puts out impractical jokers is called North South productions. And I got to go up to the North South productions office and actually record my podcast from the North South, uh, writers oh, wow, room cool. with six of the writers from practical jokers were sitting in the room and like we were just we, we did a holiday special with those guys a lot oh, of fun that's so cool that's yeah so it, was, cool. it now, was really awesome that's awesome um well very cool well i i uh, you know just for my listeners this is not a, a, an episode of dad up where we're going to talk about impractical jokers the whole time i do want to get into uh to danny's yeah. uh fatherhood role but um just kind of transitioning first of all congratulations on that success um and and hopefully maybe one of these days you'll start it back up again but uh now yeah. you've gotten this new journey where you've uh kind of transitioned into you know you've you're I would say I would call you a fairly, fairly new dad, you know, with a, with a four-year-old and a two-year-old, you're a fairly new dad. Um, but you've got this podcast going now. Um, what's your, what's your hopes for the podcast? And what are you, what are you hoping that this does for dads out there, uh, that they could take from your podcast? If they were to listen to it, what would you hope that they're taking from it? Yeah. So like right now, what I, what I'm trying to do is really three things, right? I'm trying to accomplish three things in my podcast. Number one is to share my journey and my experience with fatherhood, right? And and not just the things that I've done well, but the things that I feel like I've screwed up on and, and how we've gone back and fixed that because that's really, I feel like how you learn from other people, right? So, um, you know, to share, share my experience is number one. Um, number two now is to share like important information that I feel like is out there, like, that parents need to know. So like sharing different stories or, you know, things that are going on in the world that may impact your parenting decisions. And that's sort of the new piece that I'm bringing into freedom to parent, right? Um, And then the third thing that I'm trying to accomplish is to learn from parents and, and build this community and where people can feel comfortable to learn from each other, right? Um, Because, you know, there's this proverb and my wife is the one that like really hit, hit me with this one, which is like, it takes a village to raise a child. Right. And the whole idea of a community and helping each other out and learning from each other. Uh, and that's ultimately what I'm trying to do. And that's why I love to connect with people like you and, and join other like parenting podcasts and, um, connect with other people that, that do really great parenting content. There's so many people out there that are trying to do very some that have like very similar missions that align with what you and I do and like being able to connect with them has been probably the best part of me starting this podcast. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I think it's important. You're right. It, it does take a village. And I think uh, 
you know, it's been one of the, one of the things that I've enjoyed about doing my show is meeting, meeting the different dads and meeting the different people out there that, you know, all we want in life is to really be the best dad that we can be for our kids and, and hopefully uh, inspire generations that are growing up to kind of follow that path and um, kind of change this dynamic of, of parenthood or fatherhood. Um, so I think that's cool. And um, I do, you know, encourage you to keep going uh, because it's, it's a fun ride and I've learned a lot. I'm sure you have as well. Um, but, you know, kind of, kind of transitioning into just that dad role now, uh, you know, let me ask you this. What do you, when you think about fatherhood, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to Danny? So, I mean, it, exactly what you said, like just doing every single thing that I possibly can to, you know, make sure that my kids are, are enjoying my life, are enjoying their lives now as they grow up and then setting up, setting them up to be prepared for the future mm-hmm. and teaching them, you know, critical thinking and, and making sure that, you know, they are well-behaved and raising them to be gentlemen. Right. Uh, and, and just showing up, I, you know, like, you know, a lot of the you know, many people will tell you that the number one thing that you could do as a dad is just to show up. Right. And, uh, I feel like I show up a lot more than most. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, there's a lot of things that, that I try to do for my kids, uh, you know, including like cooking dinner for them every night and making sure that they eat healthy. So, you know, little things, uh, that you can do, um, you know, yield big results and, and help, develop uh you know these kids into uh what i hope to be are you know strong and confident young men awesome awesome yeah you know when i think about fatherhood i think about uh you know just making sure that i'm i'm leaving uh, a legacy behind for my boys and um obviously our goal is to make sure that we're raising productive um you know human beings productive members of society and you know if we can teach our kids how to be independent I think is important. And when I speak about independence, I think about, um, you know, your boys are four and two, uh, your oldest now four, he's probably wanting to experience a little bit of independence. I mean, he probably wants, there's probably times where he wants to do things on his own. What's been the biggest challenge that you've had uh, with your boys? Cause you got a four-year-old and a two-year-old, the four-year-old's kind of going, starting to build this independent uh, personality. Like he wants to do everything himself, but the two-year-old really can't but the two-year-old wants to follow what the older brother's doing. Oh, um, for sure. <laughs> so how do, how do you, how do you deal with those challenges? I mean, you've got to, you have to parent two different ways. And so how do you and your, you and your wife uh, deal with that? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, I think, you know, as far as like one of the biggest challenges that we've had, and, and this is uh, you know, very, and this is uh, more recent um, are, we've people have always applauded us that our kids are very well behaved. Right. And not just like not just family members or friends, like when we go out to a restaurant or something like that. And, you know, there will be times that strangers will come over to us and just say, hey, you know, I'm very impressed that your boys were so well behaved for this long period of time, like and didn't bother us. Right. So. um, But one of the things that the challenges that we really had recently is my older son, Lucas, uh, with, you know, just not really like not listening. Right. And like not listening to the point where just like, he, and, and this is where this is the independence thing right now. Right. right. And it, that's definitely what this is about because he, it's like, it's Lucas's world, you know? And if you t- try to tell him that 
this is not a good idea and that you should not be doing this particular thing. He gets upset because he is, he's very, he has a, a very vivid imagination and he wants it to do all kinds of crazy things. Right. And uh, you know, sometimes they just need to be shut down because for his safety or right. whatever reason. Right. Um, and he pushes back and he was getting to the point where it was, you know, a little bit, you know, he was getting very upset. Right. And then what happens is like when he's not listening is that gets us upset too. Mm -hmm. And then we, and we react and, you know, my wife and I, you know, we'll be like, you know, trying to tell him to not do something three times and then four times and then five times. Now we're having a shouting match and, and things like this. So, um, you know, we really needed to find a way to get, to make it, to, to make it some, to do something that prevented us from having to like yell at him. Right? right. So we, and this is brand new. I, I was like, Hey, you know what, let's create some sort of incentive for him where he can earn whatever it is, um, some sort of reward for displaying the right behavior. And you right? just made a post about this, right? I did. I, it was literally, I put it out this morning. <laughs> um, so he, yeah. So basically I created this board and um, it's his listening board. And I sat him down. I said, Hey, this is your listening board. And, you know, basically what we, we what we want to do with this thing is we want to make sure we want, we need you to be a better listener. We want you to be a better listener because that'll be a good thing for everybody because mommy and daddy don't want to be yelling at you for not listening. And so you being a good listener is now going to earn you um, certain privileges. And those privileges include time on the iPad. They include TV time. Um, so what basically what we do is like, if I give them one freebie, like the first one's free, you know what I mean? Like, like you get one X strike. One is free. You're four years old. You're not going to be a perfect listener. I'm not asking for perfection. Right. So the first one is a freebie. And with the second one, that loses him some time on the iPad or on the TV the next day. And then the third one wipes out TV and iPad for the entire next day. Mm. And then what we've done is like, if you get three strikes um, or if you make it through the day without getting three strikes at the end of the day, you get a happy face on the board. And if you get 10 days in a row of happy faces, we'll do something special. And that's something special. It could be like me taking him out for a burger, just the two of us, or my wife taking him out, you know, for pizza or something, just the two of them or ice cream, or it could be us doing a movie night or a sleepover at grandma's, like anything, like little things, like things that we would probably do for him anyway, right. you know, as, as special things, but giving like making him earn it. Right. right. And, you know, it's been 10 days and he's, and he, he hasn't had any days with three strikes. He's had days with two. And there was a couple of days where we were a little bit lenient on him for sure. Uh, but we want him to, we want him to hit the 10 day mark and we want to celebrate you know, the fact that he's improving and we've seen a, a very significant improvement in the 10 days. Like, and, and the, probably the, the most influential best part about it is that instead of us going to yell at him is we say, Hey, Lukey, remember your board. Remember, oh, we don't want to cool. get a strike on the board. So now instead of us yelling, we have a way to deal with it without getting worked up. And yeah. that's been the biggest. And so it's been more helpful for me and my wife that it probably has even for him, but we've seen improvement in him in just the, in just the short 10 day period. That's awesome. 
Uh, that's cool. And you know what? He's learning. Um, he's learning how to uh, control his behavior. Um, and so that's cool. I mean, the, the board is, uh, is, is something that you guys have probably never tried any type of board before. Uh, but this listening board is really cool. And like I said, he's, he's learning and learning how to control his behavior. And in turn, that teaches you guys how to control your behavior, right? So uh, it, it works both ways. So that's... that's like I said, it's been, it's probably been more, it's, it's been more helpful to us <laughs> uh, because of the fact that like, you know, we now have something else that we can do uh, and something else that we can reference as opposed to getting upset. And that's, that's been a big deal for us. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, um, <clears throat> when I think about, you know, listening to your parents, uh, I, th I think about my own parents and, the, and some of the struggles that I went through as a kid. Um, and then how I've implemented some of those struggles or some of those lessons that I learned from my parents into my own, own parenting role. Um, what kind of things have you learned from your parents that you've kind of adapted into your parenting role now, or maybe things that you learned that you said, yeah, no, that's not going to work in my family. And I'm going to go, I'm going to try something else. What, what do you think you've, what are some of the lessons you've learned from your parents? Um, so I would say that the number one, um, lesson that I've learned from my parents is just, like I said, just to, to be there and, and, and be active and, and be involved. My parents, um, have always been involved, sometimes more involved than I want them to be. Um, and, and that's, and that's okay. Right. Because like, I'll take that over them not being involved at all any day. Right. So, you know, the fact that, you know, they always showed up, I mean, I don't think my dad ever missed a game or my mom ever missed a, uh, you know, one of my games or anything like that. Um, my mom went to every single PTA meeting. She was the president mm -hmm. of the PTA. She was extremely involved in the school and the community to, and really trying to get, you know, to do what was right for, for us kids. Right. So, um, I would say that's probably the most important thing that, that I've learned from them. Yeah. And, you know, I, that's good. That's good that they, so they taught you those lessons and you've adapted it as, as a parent yourself. Um, I, I learned those same lessons from my parents, but I took it to the opposite where my parents were there, but they weren't really involved in the stuff that I was doing just because they worked full-time jobs, no fault of theirs. They just worked full-time jobs. And so they weren't really active in all the things that I was doing. So I knew that type of parenting wasn't going to work for me as a parent. So they, they, I guess, taught me how to be a, a, an active parent by the, by, I guess, the, the lack of activity that I had from them um, or involvement that I had from them. So um, that's why I said it could go, you know, it can go, you can learn the good and the bad, you know? Yeah. And, and like, I mean, on, on the other hand, you know, um, I felt like my parents gave me way too freedom for way too much freedom to like, to screw things up. You know what I mean, like they, uh, they let, I, I felt like they could have been a little bit harder on me. Um, and you know, that would have kind of, uh, you know, again, like, always no regrets but like maybe there would have been some different things like during my childhood because I screwed up a lot in my teenage years and everything like I was you know once I got to high school I was screwing up a lot yeah. um and you know I wish that there was even like some more discipline right so like I know with my 
and and again, like, and it, it could have been super difficult. I, I was probably a very difficult child for them to handle, right? So, uh, and I may be faced with the same thing because I look at my little one and it's like, look it in the mirror. Um, so it's, you know, there are things that I wanted to do differently than, than what they did, right? Um, and, and like, and probably the big one is like, I, is around this one. So I, I, I can, I, it, it does go, of course it goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, let me ask you this. If, if I were to ask your kids, uh, I know they're four and two and they probably give me some goofy answer right now, but if I were to ask your kids, tell me something about your dad, what would you hope that they would say about you? Um, dad, we just have a lot of fun together. <laughs> Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I would like. That's what I would want them to say is like, like when they see me, they get super excited because we're always having, we're always having fun. Um, I, they are my best friends <laughs> and uh, we just try to do fun. And like, as long as we're together and we're doing something, we're having fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, very cool for that. Um, Danny, if my listeners want to look you up, learn a little bit more about you, um, best places for them to do that. Instagram is my kind of, is my hub. Uh, you can find me there. I am at dad podcaster. Um, so that's probably the best way to find me. And you can find me also at freedom, freedom to parent.net. Um, that's my new website. And also I do have a Facebook group as well. Um, which is freedom to parent. And again, if you go to my Instagram, all my links are, you, you click the link in my bio and that'll take you to the group and um, as well as to the podcast and to, I do clubhouse rooms on a weekly basis um, for parents. So if anyone wants to come in and just chat about whatever's going on, uh, whatever struggles they're going through or whatever wins that they want to discuss in our room, um, I'm doing that right now. Try to you know, it's a little bit more interactive, you know, with the, mm -hmm. with the clubhouse thing. So that's what I'm working on right now. So dad podcasts are on Instagram and that will take you uh, to anywhere else that you need to go. Awesome. Well, listen, Danny, it's been, it's been an honor and pleasure to have you on. I'm, I'm, I've enjoyed our, uh, you know, our friendship, our connection over the last couple of months, looking forward to uh, watching you continue to grow and, and, and kind of go through this journey of podcasting and, and see where it leads you. But I uh, really appreciate you being on dad up brother. Uh, I, I appreciate you having me, Brian, and uh, I look forward to some future collaborations as well, because I, I know that, you know, we're both uh, headfirst going at, going out there and trying to put things out for the dad community and for the parenting community. So I'm sure that we will uh, collaborate on future projects as well. Awesome. Well, listen, everybody, this has been another episode of Data Podcast. Thank you very much to Danny DeVecchio who came on. Make sure you guys are checking him out on his Instagram and also on his website. Uh, and his uh, podcast. I'll make sure to put those links in my bio, but uh, make sure you guys continue to check out Data Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing, leaving a rating, leaving me a review, and look forward to uh, hearing from Thanks for listening to the Dad Up Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next weekly episode. While you're at it, leave a rating and review. And if you know someone this show can help, be sure to share it with them. Want to learn more? Check out the website at dadup.com tribe.com or leave Brian a message on Instagram at dad up podcast. <laughs>